What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Cyrus, and welcome to the War Report. I just copped uh, the Supreme Air Maxes today, so I'm feeling very good. And it also feels good to have a guest on the show. So today I won't be just talking to myself. I'll be talking to Quan from the Comeback Spot. What's good, man? What's going on? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, it's great to have you on. The, the comeback spot stuff, I'm loving it uh, so far. Like, I can't wait to see that uh, brand sort of grow. Man, so. you know what? It's been a long time coming. I've been thinking about doing this for a long time, really getting, just getting my my thoughts across on wrestling on a separate account. You know, you know, you know what the <laughs> best part about it is, too? It's just like, <laughs> I don't have to see that. If I want to go to my main personal account, I don't have to <laughs> see the wrestling Twitter at all. Nothing. I don't have to see none of it. Except for, except for y'all, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm working yeah. on it. Eventually, YouTube channel. That's kind of what the main goal is going to be. Still working some stuff out, but that's where we're that's where we're headed at, at least. All right, and that is uh, the comeback spot on Twitter, uh, spelled how I said it. <laughs> and you know, if you're listening to this, you'll most likely see the tweets. But it's great to have you on, man. Uh, you've been in the wrestle chat longer than I have, so <laughs> it, yeah, that's why. Yeah, so this Damn. is like some, you know, ha- having a senior on, you know. <laughs> Damn, uh, I can't believe it. I, I I didn't join until I think like 2017. You, I think yeah. you was there. You was there when we were on Slack, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that I think I'm, no, I was on Group Me. You weren't. Were you on when we were doing the Group Me? No, I was not okay, in Group Me. Then, okay. <laughs> did, did we do a Group Me? I pretty swear we were on Group Me first. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. I know y'all for a minute, man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man. So it, it was like group me Slack and uh, Discord that I had yeah. uh, I had to put together, but <laughs> it's been a uh, it's been an eventful week in wrestling so far. I think for the most part that nothing really exciting or like you know groundbreaking happened. I except the PWI, which happened a couple uh, hours ago, but that's mainly main roster stuff with most of the horse women being at the top. So, yeah, I peeped. I peeped that. I was um, I saw Twitter was down, so I just I literally just, I was I, I did a little workout, so like I just came back in. I just saw that it was like mm-hmm. Bailey and Sasha up on top, I, I believe. I, I didn't look yeah. at it. I just saw like the it's, cover of the magazine. It's literally the four, like the five horse women that are at the top. <laughs> That's you know what? They 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 earned it this year. I'm not even mad at that. Yeah, I'm not even so mad at it. I think it's more honest and more than John Moxley being number one. You know, for sure. Like, yeah. I, I accepted it because I was like, I'm not going to refute it because it's AEW. You know, I, I'm not really trying to invite that energy in. But for the <laughs> women, it's like, it's without a doubt, like them. Like, if I would have seen Hikaru Shida at the top, I would have been like, all right. Yeah, I would, I would ask some questions about that. It, she's probably like six or seven. I haven't seen the top ten, but the top five is rightfully what it had to be. Yeah. But going into that, talking about some more uh, women, we're going to go into In the Trenches and... A rumor that I have heard, there's no, I haven't seen any reports about it, that Mercedes Martinez will be coming back to NXT. She will no longer be doing her thing with Retribution. How do you feel about that? Uh, um, you know, I noticed that she hadn't really been included with uh, the Retribution kind of continuation on Raw for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of saw it coming. You know, I have, Mercedes has a special place in my heart because she's from Connecticut and, you know. <laughs> I, I, I got her FCT, 
But um, you know, I'm not mad at it. If she goes back to NXT, I feel like she still had. I mean, she was only there for what, like six months, is that? So I mean, like she had a lot. She had a lot. To, she still got a lot to show. I think it's probably for the better, honestly. We we gonna keep it a stack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I thought it was weird. Like I, I guess like this is where the smoke was, and now the rumor is sort of the fire where. Everybody else is, like, sort of active on Twitter, but, like, there is no Twitter account for her, I believe. Like, I haven't seen anything. Uh, Mia Yim is active, you know, uh, Dijakovic, Dio Madden, and who uh, Shane Thorne. Like, they're active on Twitter, you know, sending shots and snipes and stuff like that. But we never seen anything from Mercedes Martinez on Twitter. So I think that's where it was just, like, maybe we should just, like, scale it back. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, you know, I noticed that. Now that you mentioned that, I haven't seen her at all. So it yeah. makes me believe she's probably kind of they kind of slowly uh mm-hmm. stick her out of there. And I mean, she's great. So and it, I don't see NXT, you know, being worse with her there. So it it works out. So absolutely not. That she's been doing this. She's been in the game for. Man, I don't even know how long it had to be. Okay. Well over a decade or two at this point. Yeah, she, she, she's a vet, man. And I think NXT can definitely use a lot of people like that, even though, well, with the draft, I guess you can say, like, the women's rosters has been fixed, but neither brand, uh, main roster brand, should be denying a Mercedes Martinez. But it is what it is. Yeah, the NXT won. <laughs> NXT, <I> mean? always, <laughs> NXT always wins <laughs> but um, another thing about people coming to back to well not back to NXT just to NXT in general uh, Carter Dragon Lee and Jay White are rumored to be NXT bound I'm not sure if they're referring to Ben Carter that was featured on a- AEW or a whole different wrestler named Carter I wasn't the tweet wasn't too uh, too clear but Dragon Lee and Jay White, those are big gets. <laughs> that that's that's you, especially Jay White. I think I love yeah. Jay White, man. I think he's a star. I think he got he. I think he has all the tools to be something really special. I think I mean he's already on his way now in New Japan. I love what he's doing on the G One mm-hmm. currently. Um, I have no idea who Carter is. If it's Ben Carter, I've only seen that one match from uh from uh, was it Late Night uh, Dynamite? The, yeah, and. He was re- he was really good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like feel like that was to showcase uh, Scorpio Sky, but it made Ben Carter look amazing. He, and then he, he got did. COVID, which is very unfortunate. Oh, did he? Oh, that stinks. That's terrible. I didn't mm-hmm. actually didn't know that. Uh, he he uh, started quarantine. I believe he started quarantining like the same time as uh, Lance Archer. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, oh, so he should be that's back. why they maybe, uh, pulled back. Maybe on dark or something. I don't know. Yeah, they dev they definitely need him. Like he's fantastic. But Dragon Lee, I think he will be a big get as well since uh NXT kind of missed out on Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. So Dra- Dragon Lee should spy things up in case like a Santos Escobar gets called up, you know? I, yeah, I like Dragon Lee. I, mean, he's, I like him. Um yeah, I think, I think all three of those if, if Carter is Ben Carter, then yeah, I I think all three of those are like great additions to NXT. Especially, you can throw Dragon Lee right in the cruiserweight division, even if you want to mix it up mm-hmm. with uh, Santos Escobar. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I would, I would invite that in. Like, I think they're fantastic. But for Jay White, might have to do just like it, it's a wait and see on that 
we'll, we'll see how the G1 goes. If Jay White loses... They get the farewell. They get the farewell. Yeah. Then I'm thinking like till Wrestle Kingdom is going to be the fair, uh, the farewell run. Uh, we talked about it in the group chat earlier today where he lives in the states. Uh, New Japan isn't really touring as much, so you know the money is low. So if he just wants to make that, you know, the big money move, NXT yeah. is going to be the place. You know what I mean? Hell, they might even just AJ Styles them, just move them straight to main roster. I wouldn't even be mad at that. I shit. I wouldn't be mad at it either. He's a <laughs> he, he's, he's a phenomenal talent. I, mean? yeah, I, I think because I think because he's like a young dude, they're not like they won't do it. But how old is he? Uh, is, he is he still in his twenties? I think he, I think he should be like. Yes, I believe. Hold on. Let, let me look it up. He's here. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. He's twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. Actually, not yet. So, birthday that birthday he just turned twenty eight. He's a fresh twenty eight. Oh shit! <laughs> so yeah, we we'll see on that. If if he resigns with New Japan, I'll be I'll I'll be kind of tight, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it a stack with right. you. Like a lot of them, uh, the Bullet Club match in the G1, particularly Evil. I know we're kind of t- reaching the G show cool, territory, cool. but like I don't know. I'm I'm kind of over the whole, you know. Um, Dick Togo interfering and Gato interfering. I'm, I'm over yeah, that. I'm so over that, bro. E- Evil is trying to get over as a heel with a lot yeah. of that. And honestly, I thought that Kento would be playing the part of you know J- like Jay White is because it would yeah. be in the same block. But it seems like Kento is just like hands off. So I think there's going to be a point in time where he has to choose between the two. And when they bring back the uh, the uh, the gr- Gorillas of Destiny, Bad Luck Fale, and all them. Yeah, uh, the Samoans. They're gonna have to pick their side too, and then we get another. Are we, are we having Civil another Bullet Club Civil, Civil War? Yes, oh my God. yes. We're having Civil another War. Civil War. <laughs> oh my God. It is literally the only feud that fights this much. Like this is ridiculous. Even when Evil was taking snipes at Sonata, getting all all these opportunities, they never truly like you know fought it out. Yeah, he immediately went to put the cub after. <laughs> I'm over it, bro. I'm over that. Yeah, but uh, over on AEW, Cody addresses a working relationship with New Japan and NWA, and says that he doesn't want to do a joint show. How you feel about that? Cause <laughs> you you had some words about AEW Yo, New Japan. Yeah. A weeks ago. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like I worded it wrong. It wasn't. I don't think <laughs> either side really needs each other. But I felt mm-hmm. like, from a standpoint of like, I think New Japan would benefit from AEW more than AEW would benefit from New Japan. I think that if you brought, you know, I don't think they have this. I don't think New Japan has the strongest tag division right now. If you throw over, you know, just send best friends over there for a couple of show, for a little tour or something, or uh, send a. Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix over there for a tour. I mean, it just help help out the tag division. I wasn't talking about like you know. I'm not expecting Cody to go over there and, and main event over Tanahashi or something like that. You know, well, he did. That yeah, did I know happen. He did. Already, he did. And it was <laughs> and it was disgusting. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember, he had a three star with Abushi. Come on, buddy. I can mm-hmm. have a three star with Abushi. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do the Cody thing today. Yeah, I'm not gonna get on him. Oh no. <laughs> we're we're gonna have to. Oh, uh, we're gonna do it. Yeah, hey, but you, that'll be going, that'll man. be later on in the show. All right, cool. I'm gonna do. But um, 
for New Japan, I don't think that I don't think they should be working with New Japan. Honestly, like I think everybody did get like a little too excited when Tanahashi was wishing Jericho like a happy anniversary. Like I think people went a little too crazy with that. Uh, but as far as NWA. I think I think they would want to do something with NWA. Honestly, I think NWA is a fan. Like NWA is truly like I said this like on like the first week of uh, the War Report uh, with uh, Merjani. Mm-hmm. NWA is the true alternative to what uh, to wrestling at that time. Oh, with pow- yeah, Power. I loved I loved the first couple weeks yeah. of Power and what they were doing with that. NWA power was just something completely different and like it had its own you know it had the studio audience thing it was very old studio wrestling stuff and it felt completely different from anything else we've seen and I think if AEW wants to like just you know kind of go into a studio audience thing that isn't like QT Marshall's barn like oh yeah that would be cool them early (laughs) quarantine shows yeah and also like AEW is like ringing up a whole bunch of uh, NWA talent, you know. So like, why not just work with them at some point, you know? Yeah, like, pay, re- repay the favor, bro. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you got the NWA name brand. They are already kind of like WCW light anyway. You might as well <laughs> bring the bring the belt in. Let me see the belt on the show a couple of times. I don't even know who the NWA champion is. It still um, was it Nick Aldis? Is yes, I, I, I believe I believe so. And then you know, you have Eddie Kingston who was on Ed, uh, NWA, Ricky Starks, had, Ricky Starks, like Colt. Come on, you, you bro. Got it. You already got be it. Be nice, bro. Just, 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 just former NWA champion Colt right there. You got it right be, there. Be humble. Be nice. Uh, Cody's Cody more uh, more or less said something like. We are very prideful in our brand, and we will want to like kind of do our own thing and not like sort of piggyback off, you know, someone else's name. But they would do that <laughs> with other people's talent. Hey, hey, it is what it is. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's okay. Whatever we you know, whatever makes him feel good. I guess he wants to say that. You know, uh, it's funny how you playing games like that, but. <laughs> That that's it for in the trenches. We're gonna go into NXT. Spin the wheel, make a deal. <laughs> Finn Balor went through surgery earlier this week, and there's something there's something going on with NXT. I don't know. What they did, or what spirits, or what voodoo being done right now, but everybody that is touching that belt <laughs> is getting hey. hurt right now. Hey, you know what? That sucks. <laughs> it, it, it sucks, man. It really does. Yeah. I mean, they just had it's really been a real string of just bad luck. They're already mm-hmm. kind of in like a. I think Justin kind of said it best. He like they're kind of like in a rebuild mode right now, and every time you know they finally start yeah. start something up. They had the carrying cross thing. He gets hurt. Um, Bridge Holland clearly they had something planned with him. He gets hurt. And he, I mean, Balor. Who like, knows? He might. They don't even know if he can keep the belt. We don't, we don't even know how long. He's gonna be yeah, out for. I, I think like because when carrying cross got it was like uh, 
reported that he got injured, they were just like, yeah, just get out of here. You know, like, yeah. just uh, just go just go and recover. But now, it's clear that they don't want to do that to Balor. They don't want to vacate so, the belt two times in, in, what, two months or whatever it's been. Yeah, so and I, get I, it. I for sure hate Regal being on a wait-and-see sort of status. But I do think that the North American title and Damian Priest and, you know, the sort of mid-card that NXT has can truly benefit or like truly shine while Finn is away, honestly. So I know yeah, it's going to be, I know it's going to be like, Oh man, everybody just keeps fighting for one belt. I think if they slow down on the championship matches that, uh, Damian priest is handing out and treating it, treating the North American, like a, like the main title, like the world title, it can buy Balor some time to recover and be healthy. So I, I'm hoping they don't strip Balor of the belt again, or uh, just vacate, uh, have the belt vacated again. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. I don't want to see another. Tur- I don't want to see another tournament. I don't want to see another fatal four. Right? Iron Man, man, I'm over. Just let, just let Ben hold the belt. It is what it is. Y'all let Brock hold the belt when he wasn't on the show for two months. Like, <laughs> I, I think Damian Priest is doing a great job. I think. He's improved mm-hmm. so much. I love everything about him. The aesthetic, his whole gimmick is he got bitches. Like, come on, you can't beat that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, once he got in the belt, he was missing bitches once again. You're right. He's in the hot tub. He got a cool ass entrance. Like, everything yeah. about Damon Priest, I'm all in with him. Yeah, for sure. And now we're seeing like a lot of men in the mid card are sort of like, well, in the, for the women too, but a lot of the men in the mid card are getting storylines that is. Keeping them away from the title. <laughs> yep. So I think it is unfortunate because we didn't get any. Uh, we didn't get to see Kashida on the show. Uh, we didn't get to see Bronson Reed on the show. But just just the quick hits here. We see uh, Tommaso Ciampa want to get his hands on Dream. So Kushida. It seems like Kushida's out of that feud. So it's not going to transition into uh, Dream and Ciampa. We see Damian, uh, not Damian Priest, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes is going to uh, do their thing. Tim Thatcher and Bronson Reed are, they're somewhere, but, you know, they can pull the trigger on that whenever. Austin Theory is getting his ass beat weekly, so maybe Tim, uh, Tim Thatcher shows up next week to beat his ass. And, you know, I think they could keep, every, I, I think they could keep the men busy, more or less. Oh, for sure. I got, I got a question for you because I've been noticing it right. these last couple of weeks with the uh, Austin Theory and Velveteen Dream. I don't know <laughs> if obviously they're not firing. They're not like whatever happened happened. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. Does it feel like a little bit like they got to getting a little like a little bit of punishment on TV? I feel I don't remember either of them winning a match in Lord knows how long. And if they do, they getting their ass kicked for most of the match. It just. Yeah. I th- I think it's more well for Velveteen Dream's case that match with Kushida yeah that was definitely ass whooping <laughs> that was that was outright an ass whooping but for Austin I think they might be playing the losing angle thing like they did with Andrade you know yeah he's, so, he's fighting hard but he's just just not there yet and he's a little, a little something but because he's Against his match with Gargano this week, I guess we can just go into that. He got way more offense than Dream did in his match with Kishida. You know? Oh, for sure, yeah. 
And I, then yeah, I thought that was a really good match, honestly. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, sorry if it offends, but it was really good. <laughs> hey, it was good. <laughs> well, what you want me to say? You, you hate to hear it, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was good. And then the next following uh, Wednesday, like Dream is getting his ass beaten run again. You know, so. Yeah. But like with Austin Theory, he's coming back more. I I won't say he's like coming back stronger, but like you know he's he's looking more formidable in his what is uh, he, his he, matches. He, in. Yeah, he's in a better position than Dreams in. Yes, like, I, definitely. I, I'd put a little I'd put a little more stock in Theory than I would in Dream right now. Mm-hmm. So that that's why it they're in the doghouse, but like one is clearly get to still run in the yard but it it is what it is uh with those two yeah but uh let's get into the uh the tag division <laughs> well why do, why do we have to do this number one contenders match <laughs> Brit and brawlers has never beaten undisputed <laughs> yo i'm so confused about oni and Burke because the way they book those two guys like one week they'll be getting jobbed out by whoever the you know the hot new guy is specifically Oni I feel like he, he gets it more mm-hmm. and then another week they'll have they're having competitive matches with uh you know some of the best tag teams in the company I was like what, what are they doing with those guys man why yeah why is the match happening and there there's uh like I know on 205 live not that I watch I just like you know the tweets are there I'm just yeah, reporting right. what I've seen right <laughs> you see the gifts they look strong as hell on there. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? I've I not even seen it. Like, no, they're they're like doing some like really good stuff in there. Uh, just from what I've seen from uh, the WWE Twitter. But soon as they come back to NXT, they're getting their ass beat. Yeah, it's so it's so weird with them. I don't. So I don't know what they're gonna do with Brit and Brawlers, and now. I don't know what they're going to do with Undisputed Era if they lose to Brizongo. You know what, though? I think, honestly, I think the the Ridge Holland thing really messed up whatever initial plans they had, the injury to Ridge Holland. My, my, uh, my, my, uh, my theory, my, my, uh, my booking, my Quan booking, I had <laughs> an idea that it was just going to be Kyle and Adam Cole kind of disband from Undisputed Era and Rich Holland kind of became a new member of Undisputed Era and possibly somebody else. You know, it was oh, maybe yeah, some 404 type of war games type of deal. If they could even do war games in that arena, I'm not even sure, but that's what my plan was. I don't know if they had to like rearrange some stuff and just had to oh, throw Oh, definitely. So, I mean... Uh, the the I, bruise the ribs thing, there's no like truly fixing that. Yeah. So. It just, it's just, like I said, NXT's has had a lot of unfortunate incidents. But as for, you know, the tag match with Brizongo and Undisputed, I do think it's a good match. Um, and honestly, I think um, I think Undisputed can afford the loss. I, I think that, I think Brizongo needs uh, a credible win over a big-name team to really, you know, mm-hmm. get that thing going. I think Imperium's a fine team, but I think I think the credible win would definitely... Uh, Raise their stock in NXT for sure in NXT tag division. Um, yeah, I I would agree there. But what are we gonna do? So okay, Breezango versus Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era loses. Two of these things have to happen for me to be okay with it. 
Undisputed Era, uh, well, Bobby Fish and Roger Strong need a turn. Or they get called up. I know the call. I know the call up thing is cliche, but like I think that Undisputed Era would look ridiculous losing to <laughs> Breezo. Like honestly, you want, you want the whole you want the whole era to get called up or just Cole? The whole era. The whole yeah, you know I'm not yeah I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm with, I, you, I'm with you on that. I would per, I would prefer if they did the turn, and then they do the breakup there because everybody is kind of just like waiting for. You know the future, the future shock to come back, and you know the civil war with undisputed era, similar to uh, Bullet Club. <laughs> Bullet Club, Bullet Club all over again. But I think I think they're gonna try to run the uh, the who done it or like who called the hit angle for mm-hmm. a really long time. And Cole can get back, and they can truly do the turn. So what you're saying is, you do you think? But do you think they have? Uh... You think the era just beats Brizongo and Brizongo are transitional champions? Well, they're they're not. I don't. I don't think they're transitional. How, how know, many how title defenses they have? I think one. Am I bugging? I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. Look okay. Uh, I, I I wouldn't say they're transitional. I would prefer if Undisputed Era won. But if Undisputed Era has to lose, they have to do like some. They have to do like there has to be like a true story reason why you know for sure for sure like they, they can't just lose for the sake of losing you know like it, it has to truly play into the story uh while you look that up can yeah, it's, it's one it's one defense it's been one it's only one defense, defense. okay yeah that's it it is what it is but now we're gonna get into Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae first things first I want to say about that WWE don't say it's a five star match. <laughs> don't toot, don't toot your own, own horn like that. Because I don't know I don't know why when the match was over and I saw them call it a five star, I kind of rolled my wait, eyes. Wait, who did the account? What did the, the yes. account said that? Oh, they're bugging. Yes, <laughs> I thought the match was good, but I don't know. I, I thought it was really funny that they were just like, man, that was a classic. I was just like, all right, <laughs> calm relax, down, relax. <laughs> but I do like this match a lot. I know a lot of people were expecting Shotzi Blackheart to win, but. I do think what they're doing with Miss Hartwell, uh, helping Candice LeRae out, I think is really, I, I think is really cool. I'm really hoping Candice. Well, what I said la- on last week's episode is that I'm hoping that Candice is a little more reluctant to take Indy Hartwell's help or truly like bring her, like keep her close because every person she has done that for has kicked her ass. So I. Them not associating or truly talking to each other, I think that works out. It's a it's a guardian angel role. Yeah. That works for me, more or less, rather than like a big sister kind of thing. Yeah. Shotzi Blackheart I'm didn't do anything insane to hurt herself, but I thought it was, I thought those was a really good match. Yeah, you know, I want to say that. You got to chill out in some of those, some of those spots, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. It's, it's the weekly show. You got to stay though for the big shows. If you're going to do that... <laughs> if you're like, going to get injured, don't get injured. Yeah, don't if you're going to risk your, your life, at least, you know what I mean? At least with people watching, you know what I mean? Not with less than a million. <laughs> don't do that with less than a million fans. That, that's why... Uh... <laughs> well, shit. Dynam- uh, AEW be going hard. They only be cracking That's millions. what I'm saying. Like, bro, you ain't had a million fans yet. Like, if, if I'm gonna potentially break my neck, 
I got I gotta have at least like you know 1.5 mil looking at me. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, the, the rate, the numbers are down a little bit, man. 1.5 is decent. I'll take 1.5. <laughs> okay, that it's been a minute since we had ratings talk on the show, but I'm glad <laughs> yeah, it was that. I thought I, I'm glad it was in the form of that. Like, how many viewers are you willing to break your neck for? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But uh Io uh Shirai and Candice Ray are going to have a third match. This is going to have a stipulation that we'll talk about uh at the end of the show. But they're about to have another uh this is about to be another amazing trilogy that NXT has, you know. Uh every feud is sort of like uh it happens in threes. So, yeah. Whatever the stipulation is, I I hope it's one of the good ones and not one of the stupid ones that are on the wheel, but we'll get into that. <laughs> now we'll get into the North American championship match with Damian priest versus Dexter. He, <laughs> this match I is love really it. good. I, I, lo- I, I love those guys, man. Uh, both, both of those guys impressed me. I did. I really, I didn't know much about Dexter Loomis coming in. I knew a little bit about priest before he signed with NXT, but man, these guys, man, they've impressed me more than anything. What I know about Damian Priest the NXT is not good. <laughs> but uh Dexter have I had no idea who this person was. Uh J5 had to put me on to his work in TNA, which is like really creepy stuff. Like in in TNA he's more of like it's like more of like disturbia, but now here it's like a silence of the lamb kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what well, you like some like stalker type stuff over there or something like that? Yeah, he was on like some stalker. He was a lot more talkative on uh, on Impact, but I think it really works. I'm liking the silent killer thing here. Like he hasn't said jack shit <laughs> like ever. <laughs> and yeah, I think has, that's really has he cool. cut a promo? No, I think I think they may have flirted once with like him holding a mic, but he has no, he's truly has said nothing. So I think I think that's cool. It works I out. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, when he has to talk, he I think he'll do a good job. It's from what I heard it. from his impact stuff, it was it, really good. And he's gonna feel important when he's mm-hmm. ready when he's ready to talk. Yeah, but this match is uh, fantastic. This is the first time we've ever seen Dexter Loomis even show pain. And I'm glad it was for Dexter. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm glad it was for Damian Priest because it made Damian Priest look like he was like really cracking, uh, cracking uh, the armor of uh, Loomis. Do you think they're like uh, scaling back on that kind of that whole impervious to pain gimmick a little bit, or you think they did that to make Priest look strong? They they were definitely doing it for Priest to look strong. I would say they will probably peel it back if he's like selling like crazy or like he's really when he has the match against Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and speaking of Cameron Grimes, he runs the interference in this match, causing Dexter Loomis to lose. I'm okay with that, honestly. I feel like uh, Damian Priest should not be losing that title anytime soon. This is... He don't miss. <laughs> he hasn't like, missed, bro. His, yeah, all his he matches really hit, so... Until until those matches start being a little ass, maybe I'll be like, eh, maybe, maybe we should throw like a Tim Thatcher or something. But right now, Damian Priest is doing great stuff. Uh, the- continues. 
And I think next week we should be getting the match, uh, the match announcement for Loomis and Grimes for Halloween Havoc. Which I'm gonna love that. I hope that I honestly hope they do a gimmick for that match too. Honestly, even if it's not for you know whenever the the wheel thing, but just give him a gimmick. I think they can give a little like something spooky for Dexter. This is that's his bag. I yeah they 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 should probably but like I've seen the one Halloween Havoc that was the spin the wheel make the deal thing, but I'm not I'm unsure what would be a spooky stipulation. Like would it would it just be would it just have to be like a really violent match or would it have to be like something actually terrifying? I know I, I don't want I don't I don't I really don't want NXT to kind of go back to this, but I was thinking some kind of like maybe like a pre-tape type of deal with like some haunted house. Something I, I don't even know. Something bro. cinematic. Yeah, something cinematic. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad. I, at I think I, I think Grimes is talented enough and charismatic enough to really carry something like that. It would probably oh, be pretty funny. D- yeah, definitely. I. I I do think so as well, but I don't know if they. Hmm. If they, I, mean, I don't know if they want to do that on live shows now. You know what I mean, though. That's because mm-hmm. before they were doing it on the tape shows. If if they do a cinematic match for Loomis and Grimes, I would want them to have an actual match later. That's the only thing I ask. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So may, maybe if they do like a you know haunted house kind of thing, Grimes just goes. You know, you you were fighting me at like some damn freak show. Let, let's do it right here, <laughs> right. you know, at NXT. You know, no no bullshit. So, shit. Yeah, I'll prefer that. Uh, I would prefer that over it. But uh, speaking of spinning the wheel and making deals, Shotzi Blackheart comes out for, well, the Garganos attack uh, Damian Priest, and then Shotzi Blackheart comes out. No, it, it, it's Regal. Sorry, I, I'm doing it all. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the part where Shotzi uh, does the thing. But uh, Sh- Shotzi Blackheart uh, shows us the buzzsaw wheel, which I find is hilarious. <laughs> but there are stipulations that are on the wheel. I think they may be jokes, but some of them might actually be legit. Hey, I saw Chamber of Horrors on there. If they, if they do Chamber of Horrors, bro... Let me tell you. You know anything about that? You saw? Remember? Remember that? No, I, like, I, I don't know. Uh, enlighten me. <laughs> so it was like way back. This is like early, early WCW. You you probably seen it. I, I don't remember. It was this crazy like cage match, like electric chair in it, and like Mick Foley was in it, and Abdul mm-hmm. the Butcher was in it, and like low key. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, okay. I know what you're talking. Cute Abdul the Butcher. It was weird. It was. You're not doing match. that. <laughs> I know they're not going to do it. But I saw it on the list. I thought that was pretty funny. That it was one of the match stipulations on the wheel. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Uh, okay. I have a screenshot from the NXT show. And I'm going to have to turn my laptop around a little bit to <laughs> go look at all the stipulations. But I see a casket match. Blindfold match. Oh, let, me, let me zoom in here. I can't read that. But... Yeah, I, I think that's what you just said. It's the Chambers, uh, the Chambers match. There is a biker chain match. All right, now now this is where the laptop gets turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn the photo for some reason. Okay, a buried alive match. What they're not they're not doing that. Um, Devil's playground match. Boiler room brawl. Shotzi's choice. Which I think they should. I think they oh, should run Shotzi's choice for 
precinct organo honestly like they they already gave us a classic so i think they can have fun with the next one yeah i'm not i wouldn't be mad at that at all weapons wild match i don't know what that is but that sounds really cool uh trick or street fight that's probably something that they uh if loomis and grimes were to have a match i think they should just have a street fight Hey, you know what? Nah, they can't have the, the trick or street fight. You know the holiday theme street fight that's solely for Cesaro. That's Cesaro's gimmick. I don't, I don't <laughs> they they can't be stepping that. on his toes. Yeah, that's, that's that's his gimmick, bro. He does the street fights on the holidays. Oh my lord! Uh, I don't know what this uh, TLS match is. What is it? Ladder, ladder they... scaffolding. Scaffolding? Oh, you're wilding. <laughs> what, what, what would that be? That is the no. only thing with S that I would know that's in wrestling. That's not a steel chair, but like we have TLC, so I don't. I'm not sure what the TLS. S is for. I don't. I, was, I don't even know. Damn scaffolding. <laughs> so, uh, so someone let us know on Twitter, please. And then there's coal miner on a pole. Uh, pole coal miner's glove on a pole match. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> what is a coal miner's glove? What is that? I think it's just like a steel glove. I'm gonna look it up. Cole Myers Club. Yeah, but that is all the stipulations that are. Uh, oh, I think it's I think it's one of them OG type things from like I'm looking there. It was, actually, there was one. It was uh, Sting and Jake Roberts had a Cole Miner Glove match at Halloween Havoc '92. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's probably just like a uh, like a chain uh, a chainmail glove of some sort. I got you. So uh, that's NXT. With some quick hits, stuff I didn't feel like we can go too much on. Uh, Tony Storm comes back and she beats up Aaliyah. Tony Storm looks great. Uh, <laughs> with, all, um, with all due respect, you feel me? Oh, <laughs> the production. Me? Tr- <laughs> the people in the production truck are very horny people Somebody for was. having that angle. I'm not gonna say yeah. what. For having that angle part of her entrance. I thought that was very insane. If you know, you know. You know what I mean? (laughs) They had Mark in the production truck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll fix that. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry Um, about it. Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley finally scheduled for Halloween Havoc. Um, Let's get that shit out of the way, finally. And then hopefully Rhea Ripley can finally wrap things up towards the end of the year with Io Shirai. Probably go into the new year as champion. And then, I don't know, they could do whatever with Io Shirai, honestly. Hey, you know what, though? I'll be honest hmm. with you. I think um, it's time to... Uh, I know we're stepping on meals and dusting territory, but uh, I think it's time to move Dakota and Raquel up. Send, send them to SmackDown. Definitely. I'm, with it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I was, I I was saying uh, I was saying that shit last week. Like, they are, they are like... They're the top heel in the women's, but they get their ass beat all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of it's very confusing to me, but they will have to establish another heel before they leave, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Mercedes and, uh, coming back. If if Mercedes coming back, there you go. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But besides that, without Mercedes, I can't think of any heel women on the roster, except Candice, but she's. She does heelish things. She tweener. I'm just gonna say that tweener, yeah. because she was gonna fight Shotzi Blackheart fair and square until the until cheating was thrown on the table. <laughs> you know. So, you know. So she, uh, it, oh, it, speaking 
Speaking of that, I thought it was really funny. I did, I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a little inside joke or something, but Regal being upset at Candice LeRae for using brass knuckles was so funny to me. Like that's your whole guess your whole gimmick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that is funny and very hypocritical of him. And I think um like he went out of his way to say that, like, yo, like what's up with you, bro? And like, come on, that's yeah. you. Where do you think she got it from? I, I feel uh Andy Hartwell's Twitter, she was just like Oh, somebody was like snitching, and they were just like, "Regal, you might want to check your desk." And then <laughs> Andy Hartwell was just like, "Hey, do you, you know this hot, man? Bro. Right, <laughs> right, bro. What you doing?" Right. So uh, that's very funny. Uh, Swerve is going to be fighting Santos Escobar again, but this time he won't be doing it with Brizongo. That's kind of it. <laughs> can, he not, can he not do it in Capri's? If I'm like, get them Capri's out of here, bro. I love, I love Swerve. I love Swerve, but bro. We love, go. we love you, bro. We love you and everything you do. From but from a black man to another, we gotta get rid of them capris, my guy. <laughs> just get, just get some Levi jeans, bro. You know what I mean? Talk to Adonis. He, he got, he got the fits off. He got a fanny pack. <laughs> I rock, I rock with Adonis. I like Adonis. I know we yeah. can get off NXT. We can get off NXT, but I would want to say I like Adonis a lot. I like what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Adonis is cool. I think. Uh, for some reason that they were like trying to build him up on 205 Live and then they brought him to NXT. I thought that was really funny. And Jake Atlas is cool. So I love I love Jake Atlas, man. I think he, he can be such a like he's such a throwback baby face type of guy. Like, you know, like eat your vitamins, all that shit. Like that's that's Jake Atlas <laughs> right there. And I think I think he has a future in NXT yeah. for he's gonna be a star. Yeah, he's he's a uh, like your best your best baby face is gonna be somebody that's a genuinely a good person. So. Yeah, he seems like he's just an all around good dude. Yeah, but now uh, AEW's uh, one-year anniversary. Look how beautiful this is! Look how beautiful this is! This is everything we fight for. Hey, everything, but you—you you took it from me. Mm. So. I know. I know. We were hinting earlier that we're gonna get into the Cody slander, but. I'm try. I put that at the bottom of the list. <laughs> now AEW has been around for a full year. They can now possibly. I don't know what what can a baby do at like one years old now. I don't really know. <laughs> what can a baby do to... at one years old? <laughs> like blink, <laughs> like uh, grab a finger. Now, they, they, they're doing a little moving around. They're moving around now. They're they're, they're moving. <laughs> They, they they entertain the thought of walking. Yeah, they're moving around. Uh, but how do you how do you feel about like now uh, seeing AEW from the start last uh, last year January? Yeah, till uh, now. From from last from um last like October? not not even not not even like Dynamite. I just mean like AEW just AEW like, oh, just starting AEW. out. Um, I'll be honest, they've actually honestly I'm gonna be hundred percent with you. They've exceeded my expectations. I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it, but for the most part, mm-hmm. I enjoy AEW. I do. I haven't missed an episode of Dynamite yet. I even watch Dark sometimes. Like I've enjoyed AEW for the most part. Obviously, there's things that I have problems with, but we'll get into it later. But like for the most part, I think it was a successful first year. They 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 have a a fan base that they're going towards. And I think they're doing a good job of reaching out to that particular fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 
I, I would agree. I would agree. I won't say they exceeded expectations. Uh, for my part. Well, I mean, my, okay, okay. That was it for my. Yeah, we have separate expectations. We're two different. Yeah. People. But um, as far as a wrestling alternative that to market themselves towards, they haven't shown that to me. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And I would say, yes, they are a. Yes, they would be an alternative to people that enjoy tag team wrestling a lot more. Because, you know, the only brand that's truly showing love to tag team wrestling would be NXT. Like, even with, like, the Dusty Classing and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I have never truly been a big tag team wrestling person. I always thought, I can appreciate a good wrestling tag match. That's about it. But, like, having multiple of them on the show is not something that I would, like, I never thought I would want. And <laughs> turns out I don't want it at all. Like that's, not, <laughs> that's, not, that's not something that I, I, I truly want from my wrestling shows. Um, the women. The women. Still, still the same as it's been, even with the same talent pool it has been. I know Dark is having Red Velvet, who was a local here. Shout out to her. Um, they're getting people like Abaddon, who hasn't showed up on Dynamite yet and stuff like that. But like, I do still to this day, I think the women's division is still atrocious and they, they try to do something with it with AEW heels. And I think that's probably one of the worst things they probably possibly oh, could have done. And <laughs> nobody really talks about that anymore. I guess it's just been like swept under the rug, but... When I was writing out the show notes for this, I just remembered like that was one of the things that they did. <laughs> that that was not a good look. The, the optics of it, just charging mm-hmm. fans, female fans, you know. To I don't even know a what group it is. Chat. Uh, just to be in a group chat. chat. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, like, I don't know. It just, okay, it, it's, it, it just seems like they're giving the bare minimum, like attempt to even try to make the women something on the shows and it's it's just disappointing like in 2020 mm-hmm. like yeah you're looking at what wwe's doing i realize wwe has a head start they've been really pushing this women's division for you know good five or six years at this point but like there's no excuse in 2020 to have you know <laughs> your, your champion she'd have like she barely on tv and, and she, she's i don't and remember she's like, like begging for matches on twitter bro yeah like that's your champion like that's supposed to be your second you know Second strongest belt. And she's sitting in the front row with uh, Joey Janela. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, it, it's very unfortunate. And yes, WWE has had this head start. But I think they, although they want to be an alternative, WWE has set the standard. You know, you are not the indie promotion that can barely book women. Or, like, have enough women to come down and work with you guys, you know? They have been giving work to all of the indie, uh, the, these indie wrestlers that, you know, that are kind of out of the job due to COVID. But I'll also, uh, I'll touch back a little bit on that in a second. But you can get more women on these shows. You just choose not to. Like, at yeah. this point, it's absolutely a choice. And about the, you know, independent wrestlers getting paid... That is a fantastic thing that these guys are doing. But would they have done it if COVID didn't hit? 
Yeah, because it, it seemed like Dark, previous to COVID hitting, I, it felt like Dark was kind of like their hour three show. So they weren't really doing a mm-hmm. lot of squash matches or anything like that, just, you know, enhancement talent type of deals. So, I mean, who knows? Probably not. But, like, I, I can I, I can commend them for doing, you know, Tony Khan and them. Yeah. Give some guys some money. And plus, he put a couple of names out there that I didn't know about. Yeah. Like, I had no idea who Will Hobbs was. And he's, a, I, I, I like what he's doing. Or, uh, or, um, who is it? I, absolutely. Absolutely love what, what, co- like, them hiring other talent to, like, be a part of the show. I think it's fantastic. Like, if COVID hit, I don't think we would have ever got Eddie Kingston, Thunder Rosa, um, Ben Carter. Um, who else? Well, there's a couple of dudes they kind of put out there. I, I even like Lee Johnson. He hasn't won a match yet, but I like what he's oh. doing. I like Lee Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, shout, shout outs uh, for them doing that. But I, w- I want to end the segment on a positive note celebrating AEW's anniversary. The top of the card has rarely switched up. But I will say that some people that I weren't I wasn't too high on when they got signed has truly turned around for me. Uh, and the people that I have listed down is Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy, and Darby Allen. I wanted to put Will Hobbs on there, but he hasn't really started rolling yet. And I also yeah. wanted to put Warlow on there, but he hasn't really started rolling yet. And I know for these three, there's a lot that aren't really getting there or where we truly want them to be but for these three i think they they are exceptional talent and AEW has played a big part in that in the development for sure i think they mm-hmm. have it, it looks like they have a lot of stock especially in darby i mean previous to covid he was getting crazy reactions when he would come out mm-hmm. um now they got him up in the bleachers like 97 stings so i'm interested to see where they go at darby i love darby brick mm-hmm. baker i mean they they reacted quickly because they could tell that the crowd was um, starting to turn on her. So they were like, "Hey, let's just turn her heel." And I think she's doing an exceptional heel job. I didn't, I didn't think she had that in there. Yeah. I think she's doing great, great character work. I love everything she's doing. All that stuff with Tony Schiavone, I think it's. I thought the um, fan, <laughs> the, the spa shit. That shit was funny. I ain't gonna lie. That shit have you. That was, funny. That, that was very funny. <laughs> I I really I really cracked up when she was just like, "Are you naked?" <laughs> uh, I'm loving the stuff that she's doing with Reba uh, or Reba. <laughs> a really what is an ongoing. What is it? I would like it's spelled Reba. Okay, like the TV but I swear show. I've heard them say Reba before. Am I bugging? Yeah, or I, is that a whole other person. I think they. I think they're trying to. Uh, since she is. Uh, Possibly Hispanic or Mexican, they're trying to like throw in a little uh flair uh, into spice it. it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's problematic or not, but yeah, they're trying Dang, to spice whatever. it up a little bit. <laughs> but it's pronounced Reba. Uh... We'll call it Reba. Reba's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Reba. I, Reba, I, I, Reba. I'm liking Reba. She is not. <laughs> she is absolutely not a good wrestler, but <laughs> the stuff that she is doing with Britt Baker is hilarious. And I think if she wants to continue being in this sort of like valet role, that is a okay with me. You know, I'm with it. Uh, Orange Cassidy, some uh, who I kind of want to end it uh, end it off on. I I always liked the stuff. Like I always thought he was like a really funny dude, but AEW. 
going from just having these cameos with him to now him like being featured on the show having like yeah. you know 15 20 minute uh matches like that is a huge drastic change and it's truly working for him and the fact that it hasn't <laughs> the joke hasn't gotten old yet it's really it, that is truly and very interesting to me that's a that's a credit to um how talented Orange Cassidy is. I've been yeah. I mean, I've been watching this guy wrestle for you know the the colony days back in Shikara. I mean this guy, he's really good, man. He's really good. I didn't think I wasn't I wasn't too sure on how the gimmick would work on TV weekly. Like you, if it's gonna <laughs> work, you know the little goofy super kicks he be doing and stuff. But like it's it's still working. The fans are really gravitating towards yeah what he's doing. They're they're not letting that hype die and. I like that they're letting Orange Cassidy get fired up more, you know, re- relatively well versus when he was just like still doing the re- uh, the lazy wrestling stuff and he never yeah. truly got fired up. So they let the character I, evolve, which I think was going to be yeah. necessary because I think the lazy wrestler thing would have gotten stale quick. You can only do so much with that. Yeah. So that's really great. And, Happy one year anniversary, AEW. Let's let's uh, start changing some more things because we're gonna get into the show now. All right, I don't give I don't give a fuck if this is your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You about to catch you about to catch this work in three, two, (laughs) one. FTR versus best friends is ass. Talk to you. We didn't like it. No, I'm. You know what? I'm not high on best friends. I've just not. I mean? like Chuck I, Taylor. I don't like Trent. You know what's you know what's crazy though? They're one of the teams that really kind of grew on me. Honestly, I was like kind of oh, whatever with them, but I like best friends. But you know what? I was when I was watching the match, it felt like I don't know, like Trent, not Trent. Um, Chuck just seemed kind of off. Did it seem like that to you? Like Chuck just kind of like slow, yeah. like he wasn't really in it. I don't like that. That's kind of what my problem with the match is. Like they kind of just didn't mesh well. And I just thought they had a much better match with Hangman, uh, Hangman and Omega, you know. And they didn't have to do any cheating. They didn't have to do like that weird cab spot that uh, that will result into the next following segment. But I'm just not high on. But I'm just not high on the best friends. Like I just I, I, like Orange Cassidy. I see where you're coming from with that. Also, I think I, I don't know if maybe like Rick Knox messed up at the end, but that ending was really weird too. He kind of just like fell on the floor for no real. Oh no, he reason. he he definitely lined himself up like a like a fool. <laughs> yeah, it, looked, it was really weird. He, I, I guess like he just kind of like missed his cue and he needed to get to his spot really yeah. fast. But yeah, he needed to get on the floor. <laughs> that's where good directing would have came into play there. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um. Best friends had their championship match and they're kind of out of it. A number one contender match will be scheduled in the next uh, in the next segment. But let's just talk about Miro and Kip Saban real quick. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this duo at all, but Miro and Kip Saban have a heater gaming moment, <laughs> and they just start beating up on the best friends. Dan Rusev with the N word fly. That's crazy. It, it, if Chuck Taylor, moment, if dang. Chuck Taylor was light skin, he might have called him mulatto. <laughs> but I, are they turning Kip and Miro here 
And if they are, I think it being over a poorly placed arcade (laughs) cabinet is very silly to me. I'm not going to say stupid. I'm just going to say silly. Bro, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to give you a little story real quick. (laughs) So, So I was ready to shit on Rusev being upset over the arcade cabinet. But back in the early 2000s, if you were to watch a WWE show, right, there'd just be a sea of signs all the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, mostly of them were forgettable. But there's this particular sign that just lives in my head, you know, rent-free. I just, I think about this sign all the time. And if you ever watch WrestleMania 18, and you go watch Booker T versus Edge, there's a sign right on the hard camera. You can't miss it. And it says, they're fighting over shampoo. And I was like, you know what? (laughs) I was like, you know what? This isn't the dumbest thing I've seen. I've seen people fight over shampoo. So you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. It seems kind of a gamer gimmick for Rusev or Miro. It seems kind of weird. But like, you know what? I'm going to give it a couple weeks for I shit on it. But I mean, it's starting off kind of shaky with that, whatever the hell that was. You know what else? The other thing about it, too? I don't know if like, why was that arcade cabinet so important to him that he got that upset? Like, did they ever say anything about that? Like, the reasoning? Was that some BTE type of stuff that I don't know about? No. Oh, shit. Probably. They're probably some BTE type. Which is, the, which well, is another it, criticism I have about AEW is their, you know, yeah, reliance on stop BTE doing that. Do- yeah, please stop. I don't watch that shit. I, like, <laughs> the only time the only time I would watch it was to see cameos of WWE wrestlers. So, right. <laughs> let, let's stop doing that. But I just think, like, now nah, I'm gonna give you a story. <laughs> All right, go ahead, let me hear it. You know when you have your prized possession and you bring it to school and then you lose it? Uh-huh. It's ha- it's happened to me before. It's happened to me before. Why would you bring your arcade cabinet to work? Yeah, you bugging. I know a, a real life arcade cabinet definitely costs you like a rack. So you just bring that you just bring that to work for what? And why are you play? Why are you placing it in the dead center of the crowd? Like, just silly and out of place. Like that. That that seems like something that would be at catering. <laughs> All right, keep that in the back. What you doing, bro? But that that's why. Like, it's really like silly to me. You it's know, so, it, it's so silly. <laughs> and uh, Miro and Kip Sabian turning for that reason is also like it could have just been a mild disagreement. You know, but wasn't Kip or, already like, healed though? Yeah, uh, but I see he's always been healed, like since the jump. You know what? Yeah, you said was kind of just like you, we didn't know, but now we yeah, know he, where he's at with it. Okay, then it, it's not a heel turn, but it's more definitive now that he is turning heel over uh, broken Our possession cabinet. And I do think it's funny that the best <laughs> they're hitting, they're attacking the best friends for it. When just a couple weeks ago they were beating the shit out of Pride and Powerful for <laughs> destroying their mother's van, <laughs> but. We'll move on from there. Uh, I don't know there, man. The lottery. <laughs> what ha- what happened to these rankings, Brad? Bro, I don't. We're, what was? Well, I. Uh, so I have a friend, a friend of mine, <laughs> who's a big AEW mark, and he was trying to explain it to me, like you know, they do exceptions sometimes. I don't know, like what's the point of having the tumbler drawing in the middle of the ring? Like, just if you're gonna do the four way. Just have the, the top four teams on the ranking. Yeah. Like that's what it's for. Like what's the, I, what's the? I don't know. The the thing. What's the problem with the rankings? And if they would have did it that way, is I I don't have the rankings pulled up right now. 
but best friends were most likely number two. Yeah, t- yeah. yeah, at the top. All right. So that would be out. the and best friends the would. Four then. But that's that, but that's where but that's where the rankings have an issue. Where it's just like, yeah. well, it's a ranking system, so they have to be a part of it. All right, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm looking at the rankings right now. It goes obviously number one is FTR, mm-hmm. two is best friends, and then it goes Bucks, Natural Nightmares, Butcher and the Blade, and Powered and Powerful. So, and the only team in that Fatal Four Way is who? The Bucks, right? Hmm. Uh, it don't make no sense. It and make no sense. <laughs> AEW, I I do like that they they kind of like they're doing a lot of the casino sort of gimmick thing. I like it, but having the rankings as well just it just doesn't work. It just it just it's at constant conflict with everything that they do. Like, Bro, you remember they you had, had MJF sitting there for like weeks mm-hmm. on number number one, <laughs> for month, not even weeks, he, months sitting on number one contender. No, number <laughs> uh, number two contender didn't have a match with John Moxley until like five months into the year. Yeah. Standing with Sheeta. Sheeta was number one for like number two contender for for months until she got that, that match with uh, Nyla. And, and I think Nyla was out there. I think Nyla was out there. Yeah, for quarantine. So I'll, I'll give him. You know. Yeah, that, that that's a fair slide. But yeah, that's fair. We're, we're we're past that stage where we could truly be blaming COVID for things now, where yeah. every everybody's coming back. But then you have stuff like I could be the more contender. But I didn't win the casino ladder match, so I have to wait until that few. Yeah, I, I gotta wait my turn. You know, I earned my sh- mine already. I I'm number two, but I didn't win the battle royale, so I have to wait for my turn. Yeah. Then what's the point of me working my ass off, busting my ass to be, uh, you know, at the top, if I just lose this one match and then it, you know, I have to wait and I'm like doing nothing for uh, a long ass time, you know? That's please abolish it. I. It's been around for a year. Let's just get it out of here. But we're having a man again. We're having a four-way tag team match with Private Party, Butcher the Blade, Dark Order, and the Bucks for the number one contendership uh, for the AEW tag titles. I hey. need the Bucks to win. Have the match with FTR, and then we can move forward. Let's move it. Get it moving. I mean, and to be fair, that'll be a great, that'll be a great match. <coughs> FTR, FTR Bucks, everybody wanted it. It's a, just get it out the way. We're yeah. gonna do it. I think it'd be a fun match. I, it's interesting because they're both at this point they seem to be both heel teams. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. And and that's why I think like Private Party might win because it might is two heel team. But it's just like, cause, and also like the Bucks just looked way too strong at the end of that segment, but. To me, it's just like nobody like there's no real threat because everything is just tunneling down for the match with the Bucks, you know? So yeah. they're gonna end up killing every other tag team to just prolong the inevitable. It's gonna it's gonna be Bailey Sasha all over again where Bailey has to run through everybody so we can avoid the Sasha match until, you know, we don't have yeah. a choice but to watch the Sasha match. Basically the same, and so, same like, thing. Let's finally do the Bucks match so we can possibly see in a surprise upset at some point in time, you know, because yep. the Bucks and well, the tag team match between the Bucks and FTR, uh, that's not going to work without the title. It's just not. 
Yeah. So they have to truly prove who's the top tag team. And then the problem with that is what do you do with FTR at the mid card? Mm. You don't that and that's a problem with a lot of these champions. You what the hell do you do with a Cody at the mid card? If he if he's not at the top, you know, what do you do with John Moxley in the mid card? What are you gonna do with FTR at the mid card? You know? So it is what it is, but we're going to be getting a uh, a fatal four way between these four tag teams, and it's going to be a really long and pain. If there's one thing AEW likes to do, they get a bunch of niggas in the ring at once. They'll give you mm-hmm. a man tag. They, they don't care. <laughs> Spread it around. Hey. Uh, we're I'm I'm checking the time, but I don't want to like blitz through it. It's the first time I had a guest in a really long time, but uh, it's okay if it goes a little long. Yeah, you know, but you're right. we'll extend the pod. Hikaru Shida versus Big Swole. I thought it was a really good match, but it's just too short. Do you know how long the match was? Do you have a time? No, I don't have a time, but I I believe uh, the match just has like one commercial break. If I, huh? I don't match. really, yeah, I don't really look at uh, results from publications because a lot of wrestling yeah. publications, y'all just irk me the wrong, the wrong way. <laughs> uh, so I don't really be checking y'all out. So while I'm you're looking that up, shout out to the Daily Smart. That is the only wrestling publication that I get my results from. My guy, yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Rich. Let's see matches. Did it say the time on you? They got um, from bell to bell eight minutes and fifty four seconds, which is actually longer than they usually get. So that, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> y'all. Look, look, look at your phones right now. Whatever device y'all listen uh, to that on. Eight minutes sound right to y'all? <laughs> championship match? Championship, mm-hmm. Women championship match on the anniversary show? That sound right to y'all? That sound, that sound right to y'all? Because it don't sound yeah. right to me. That is something they need to really truly correct in the future. And at this point, I'm really sad that they don't have Thunder Rosa anymore because Thunder Rosa was the bad bitch that was getting like you know, twelve minute matches at least. Is she, is she gone? <laughs> uh, is she out? Uh, she's just. Uh, she hasn't been seen in a while. I think after uh, they did the feud with, uh, well, Ivalice. the uh, the tag team match with Evelise and Diamante, it was kind of just like done. Uh, I heard that Evelise got signed. Oh, she said she got signed in a recent interview. I just saw that uh, today, actually. That's hey. cool. Yeah, I'm with it. That's what you're right. I, I I really wish that uh, Thunder Russell was around more because. It just it, her she being little, around she little, truly elevated it. Yeah, she mm-hmm. gave a little jolt to the division. I, I was like, okay, let me see what you what's going on over here. That actually yeah. caught my attention when she when she came in. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And right now, to me, it just seems like Sheeta is just keeping the belt warm for uh, Britt Baker. And this isn't an NXT issue where it's like heel heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think we're we're really babyface heavy, outside like the exception of FTR, I guess. So, if Britt Baker takes the tag, uh, I mean, takes the women's championship, uh, 
the women's championship. Then we get like two heel team, uh, two heel champs, and two face champions. So it's fine. They should just do it. Britt Baker is the best thing happening in the women's division. Just let her take it. And if she does take it, Big Swole does have a claim to the title because she's beaten she's beaten yeah. Baker before. And <laughs> fuck her rankings. I beat your ass before. <laughs> yeah, look. Look at the rank. Actually, you know what? She might be up there on the rankings anyway. Yes, Wolves. It's, it goes. Uh, this is already on the page. She just. She just champ. Nyla Rose, Swole, Penelope Ford, Abaddon, and then uh, Britt Baker. Has yeah. Abaddon even like sniffed a dynamite? Uh, I believe she had one dynamite match. If I'm that, not. Uh, that was uh, her debut. Um. Yeah, and I think the rest have been on dark. Very unfortunate. I think she has a really cool look, and I think that would. You know, she is terrifying. That be, that's scary. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep this back with Joe. Hey. When I first saw her, I'm like, hey, look, look, look at the look at the clock, <laughs> bro. This is the perfect time to be having somebody on your show. Now I'm saying, AEW's not tapped in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're not playing smart. <laughs> but um, oh man, we're we're gonna get into uh, a segment with Jericho and MJF, and just a. Just a heads up for everybody. I'm going to... I have extensive thoughts on this, but I'm going to tone it down. <laughs> nah, get, your, get your shit off, bro. Go ahead. I, I can't because this is going <laughs> to... It, it, it truly irked me when I saw it last night where I had to go into a completely separate group chat and just ask my friends who are not watching wrestling, is this shit, like, okay to y'all? <laughs> like, is this, like, even, like a good segment and every everybody was just like no not really i don't like mjf really trying like really eating dick to join the inner circle <laughs> basically i'm not a fan of this at all and i think it it stagnates his character and then it also stagnates wardlow because wardlow they have this thing where you know mjf is paying him. And if MJF isn't doing anything, Wardlow isn't doing anything. I want to see what that motherfucker could do, man. And him trying, him eating dick to Jericho, uh, do you want me in the inner circle thing that they did last year? It's been, is <laughs> it's truly not working for me. Uh, this just feels like improv between, between two random guys and they both want the scene to go in different ways. And I truly think that when I think it's uh, Santana was just like, we don't like you. We don't want you. That should have been the fire that starts for the feud where it turns into a wait. Well, hold on. I was playing nice. Fuck you. Me. You don't like me. Yeah. I'm MJF. Fuck you. Me. You don't want me in the cert. You know, that's where that's where I feel like the feud truly should have started. Instead, it goes. Well, I guess I'll take you out on a date. I says I'll see you uh, for some steak, steak. dinner. You Come know, on, bro. <laughs> motherfuckers flirting. Uh, you know, get uh, get uh, fiendish for some meat, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, I want to get on my full max B, bro. <laughs> the hell is this? Hey. This is so stupid. I don't like Animal Planet. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, I don't get it. the the jokes weren't hitting this this promo. I, this, this is by far. I think this was MJF's worst promo I've seen him do. Um, uh, the part really where he's weird. like talking to himself. 
Yeah, it was. Is this a sitcom? Uh, it was really weird. I will think it was funny. I'm not. I swear. I swear on everything. I'm. I'm so sure. When um, <laughs> MJF asked Chris Jericho to, if he could touch his hair, did, it wasn't me or just Santana like say pause. Like the New York came out of him, hit the pause. Yeah. Like, hey, yo, what do you mean, bro? If he I, didn't I, say I it, on I definitely I said it out loud. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what you, what you want? <laughs> this segment is a big AO. Hey. <laughs> but. This segment is very awful and very terrible. I don't know why they're truly prolonging this feud. Jer- uh, I don't like weekly this mat like like this taking away time from the women. Like Hikaru Shido probably could have had like three minutes of the segment, but yeah. Jericho has to get his ego stroked on live television for X amount of time. Like, and is this inner circle even that like amazing of a faction to join? The only person that be getting wins in that motherfucker is Jericho. Yeah, and Jericho hasn't won shit in a long time. There's a bunch of losers over there. I personally I want Pride and Powerful far away from um Inner Circle. I don't I love Pride and Powerful. I love Tyler I've been Marquee. I've been pre I've been preaching the good man, word. Man. They they gotta get they gotta get them out of there, bro. They're making them like goose over there. Let them go on their I, own. They're good enough on their own. But just so overall in the segment, I don't. I think it's really silly. Please, let's just jumpstart the feud. When when Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox were like... Like, you know, it was like a slow burn. But it wasn't a slow burn where they're having face-to-faces every week. Yeah. Or, you know, they're taking sly digs at each other constantly. The feud finally kicked off when they had that face, uh, that first face-to-face at her house. Let's let us let us start getting the shit moving, young. Like I know Jericho, I know MJF is probably Jericho's <laughs> next pet project, but like let's let's get the project going. You feel me? But that's enough on that. <laughs> uh, the TNT Championship match versus uh, Cody and Orange Cassidy. It was fine. It's good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I liked it better than the Brody Lee match. But Orange Cassidy did sh- uh, show his stuff. Uh, they're teasing something with Darby Allen, like they cut to him in a crowd. I'm not sure why, because they got a I match, man. I don't think he. Ha- I don't think he has any true claim to that. Like where where the fuck where the fuck Brody Lee at, bro? I don't know. He 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 was very fired up when he <laughs> when Cody even challenged him for the title, but now he's not fired up to get it back. It's quiet. It's quiet, bro. You know what it is. He's scared. <laughs> and Cody, Cody <laughs> went back blonde, which is a uh, weird. I don't, uh, no, I, I'm happy he did that because that, that that black dye job he had was terrible. Very, it very terrifying. It, it did not. It did not look good at all. <laughs> but uh, they're gonna tease that- something with Darby, and I think that's okay. They're gonna have a feud again, and hopefully, Darby Allen actually wins it. But I think it would be silly for Cody to be a transitional champion for one, when yeah, they could have just they could have just kept it on Cody. Um, I you know what? While we're here, I want to do want to praise um, AEW for not relying on non finishers for their matches. So I know the match ended in a draw, but it's fine mm-hmm. because I don't think they've only done the, the draw. I think maybe one other time. So, so as long as they're not oh, on reliant, TV, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think as long as they're not relying on that to keep guys, um, keep guys, uh, 
Strong. Oh, strong. You got strong. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That was cool with the time limit draw. Like, it didn't bother me because I know, I know WWE can get a little dependent on DQs to keep people strong. So I'm happy that AEW hasn't really gone that route yet. I will yeah. give them that credit for that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree there as well. But right now, I think that whatever whatever feud comes from this, hopefully Cody doesn't have this championship for any uh, any longer. Because hey man, you know what? Put put on Darby, man. Just put it on Darby. I'm ready for Darby to get a belt. He's yeah, over I, enough. I, I I am too. Like him and Orange Cassie, like I said earlier, like they they are definitely over, and they should be rewarded for it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and AEW a year later, where the top of the card relatively looks the same. Uh, yeah, it's time. It's time for him to uh, you know pull the trigger. Let's go. Let's go, Tony. Mm. Now we're gonna get into the championship, uh, the AEW championship match between John Moxley and Lance Archer. It's cool. It's cool. It got violent. I liked it, but compared to the New Japan match, I don't know. It kind of said a high bar. It was a New Japan match. It was. It was a good TV main event. I will, I'll give him that. It was yeah, good. definitely. I John got by by the skin of his teeth. And the angle at the end I found very interesting where the Kingston family attacks Lance Archer and they help John Moxley out, but they sort of turn. Well, like obviously Eddie Kingston like turns on John Moxley in a long-winded promo. But um do you th- do you see Lance Archer turning face? Now that he's gonna possibly get start uh, getting revenge on the Kingston family, um, that'd be kind of weird. I don't because Will uh because Will Hobbs didn't come for the save this time around, and yeah. neither neither did Aubrey Allen. So I'm thinking that Archer and Did Archer and Moxley do to come together. Like kind of like the you know enemies of my enemy bringing the team together kind of deal. Yeah, I, mean, you don't, I don't think you necessarily have to make uh, Archer a face in that situation just because you you got beef with Kingston. I think you could still be a yeah. heel. Okay, okay. And but, I mean, but I, be, that would be an interesting dynamic if they were to team you know Archer and Moxie together yeah, that, against another evil. Yeah, I I do think it's interesting, and I I would I would like to think that Moxley does think highly of Lance Archer. Like they did have a banger of a match, and I guess Archer can do the Samoa Joe thing. You know, we're just relating it back to NXT, where it's just like you know, you barely survived. Yeah, you know. So I'll be back, but Eddie Kingston coming for that ass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so maybe when he has his match against Kingston, uh, we could probably get uh, an interference there or something, and possibly a triple threat. And hopefully Moxie can lose the title. I don't know. I would like to see Moxley uh, without the title. What they do with him without the title, I don't know. But yeah, it's where they go from there. He's he's the longest reigning AEW champion, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But damn, I don't know. I think Jericho might. Jericho had it for a minute. I'm not really sure. I think Moxley yeah. might, have, might be the longest champion. I don't know. 
it's been a very long, like, I'll just say it's been a really long time since uh, Moxley has had the championship. So I think they should just give it to somebody, like, just give it to Lance Archer or Lance Archer's great or give it to Eddie Kingston. Either or, man. I I just would like to see the top of the card spiced up, you know, and let's start actually, like, we're a year in. Let's start actually putting, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I guess eggs in the basket of these, um, you know, newer talents and non, you know, ex WWE guys, which I, it, it is a redundant, uh, sort of thing, but it's sort of true. So it's I would true, like man. them to, I would like for them to break in, uh, break that mold going into like, you know, their next year, you know, like they, they got guys, they got guys that, you know, with a little bit more seasoning, they can be main event dudes, and I think it's, it's time for them. They flirted. I think it's time for them to really start, you know, really pushing for the future. Like, that's one thing I'll give NXT. Even when NXT has, like, the little slow season where people kind of leave, they got guys ready to ready to step up almost, you know, within months, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think AEW needs to get to that point where they got, like, hey, look, time for you to step up. Like, should never get off the pot. Like, Darby, this is it. Either you say mm-hmm. just swim. Let's go. But, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I really, uh, I really hope that's the case in the future. But also, you know, Kenny, Kenny's in the singles division now. Heyman's in the singles division now. They got a whole tournament going, so we'll see where they go from here. Oh yeah, uh, no tournament <laughs> updates for the next two competitors, right? They, I, they, I gave the, they, they gave us the bracket. Oh damn, I didn't see it. Yeah, they well, gave us the bracket. I, I don't remember I'll talk about it next week. Yeah, talk about it next week. <laughs> but uh, hopefully. We'll get a singles match between Hangman Page and Kenny on there. Uh, I'm not too high on much of the competition in there. Like, Jungle Boy's in there. Roll my eyes. Uh, so, we'll, we'll see uh, how that tournament goes. But that's our show. We have a new Twitter account. Uh, a show RNC. So, all the... All the wrestling stuff is all right there. Um, any updates with the G Show, A Show, Spot Callers, Rewriters Room, uh, updates on WWE products and uh, AEW, you'll see it on there. You can follow me at uh, H underscore visibility. Uh, still follow RNC Radio Live. We have a whole bunch of other content on there. Uh, the comeback spot. You can follow uh, Quan at the comeback spot. Just live tweeting, uh, wrestling, and soon uh, YouTube content. Right? YouTube's coming soon. Be on the lookout. All right, and then the NBA Finals is over. I think that I can now say that I am happy that the Lakers won because Miami would have been a hellhole. <laughs> If the Heat you, you won, turn up, you, you wouldn't have stepped out. Hell no! Hey, you wouldn't um, have stepped out. <laughs> I, I'm not stepping out the crib. Um, have having a parade because my Florida is insane. They would have had the parade. They know what they would have had that parade, boy. Oh and I God. think right now Trump is having a rally here. So that would have been like, you know, two two oh, like. That would have been a nasty weekend. That would have been a nasty weekend, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you. Na- nasty work for the real, real. <laughs> but um, a really good episode. And 
on RSPN, Mark and Jeff, and also for Play for Keeps, uh, the Rewriters Room. What else we got? Big Eyes. They're talking about Chainsaw Man, which I have to catch up on. You should look out the lookout. Hey, I just started that Jujitsu, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Jujitsu Kaizen. Y'all know I'm new to anime, so it's I, not bad. It's not bad. I, I've been taking a step back. I'm gonna wait and feel process. I feel you. Um, I I have to give animes the triple check because there's a lot of time that gets invested into that, you know. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to go too far, dude. But this is the first anime I've actually watched like as it's ongoing. So I'm a little concerned. I'm taking a risk too, but okay. from the first two from the first two episodes, it seems like something I'd be interested in. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll probably hit up Jamal on PSN to say we could possibly talk about it, or I'll text like uh, Jeff or something. But uh, what else we got going on? Late fees. They're gonna be doing a lot of Halloween stuff. I believe next week they're gonna be doing the Saw franchise. Uh, I, you know, pulling back the curtain a bit. I put my hat in the. Uh, I put my hat in the ring for, uh, for the the secret Jack O' Lantern. Uh, film watching, I guess. Like we just exchanging what? films with uh, oh. the like, boys in them. I put oh, I, I, I put my hat in there. I hope I don't get Hoobie Halloween or any <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> but I hopefully they have me on the show. Uh, really great people. Uh, tune in for that Black Variant. Y'all got <laughs> shows, man. Y'all got a lot. Yeah, of man. I love it. I listen to uh, a. A lot of these shows, like my podcast feed, is like all of it. But for some reason, whenever I have to say it on the show, I just can't remember it all. I can't remember none of them. <laughs> I'm the I'm the same way. Oh, shout out um Mark for the uh, what's the joint called? I'm not a genius. I love I love I'm not a genius. I love what Mark is doing. He will be coming back with a, a new I'm not a genius, but recut gems with a plus where they talked about the G Unit Radio. That is I something that uh, you hip hop hip tap in. <laughs> There's you a was, lot. You was outside for G Unit Radio. I was not, and that's why. Uh, that's why this this podcast see? is a lot for me. You know, see, um, me, me, me and Mark come from the same club. Me and Mark were definitely both on them blogs. Heavy. He 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 obviously got a bigger library of music than I do, but yeah. Hey, I was out there. I was I was with that struggle one night. You know, you can only fit five hundred songs in your iPod. You had to figure out which songs you want to put on there. I was there. I. I didn't have an iPod. I wasn't tapped into the <laughs> internet. Like I told, like I told Mark and Justin, where they're just like, "Damn, you were like, you know, you were, you definitely had internet access at that time. Like it was fairly recent, but it was just like, if you weren't using the computer for the homework, you could not use the yeah. computer. Yeah. <laughs> so I missed out on a lot of things, but I can't wait till they talk about uh, Dipset, um, Cameron's beef with Mace. <laughs> all all see, sorts of uh, stuff like that. They, they, see, they, the put thing, me, they, they be putting me on. <laughs> see the thing. The thing about Dipset, a lot of people don't know this. In Connecticut, look, Dipset is different out here in Connecticut. People, lo- we love Dipset. Connecticut. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. The relationship between Dipset and Connecticut, but we love them out yeah, here. Uh, like cl- out cl- here. close to New York. It's close. It's close. Yeah, they be yeah. out in New Haven and stuff. So and New Britain and all them places. So they was out there. So yeah, man. Uh, check out. All, all of our amazing content that we produce uh, from Cyrus, from myself, and <laughs> and Quan. I'll see y'all guys next week. I'm about to play some Dipset at the end. Hopefully, we don't there catch a copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man.